0: Hello and welcome to the Car Stories Podcast, brought to you by the Peterson Automotive Museum. My name is Kyle Hyatt, with me, as always, James McKeon. There he is. Hey, bud. Back. Yeah. Better than ever. Well, I, don't, I mean... <laughs> Was how, ever really gone. Do we quantify that? Had, I don't think you can. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, we're pretty pumped, though. Today's a good day, because um, it's a million degrees outside. But uh, we have a couple of gentlemen with us, Ari Henning and Mr. Zach Courts executive editors at Motorcyclist Magazine, who uh, you may have uh, recently noticed that they did a pretty great rebrand, and um, shifted to a little bit different format, and it's a really, really, really nice magazine. They also do a lot of incredible video on YouTube, uh, the Motorcyclist Garage, uh, the MC Commute, uh, and uh, of course, on two wheels. Welcome to LA, gentlemen. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, Good to be here. Thanks for riding up. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess, kind of getting started, how did you guys get into motorcycles initially? Cause you guys have been doing this kind of for a long time, despite not being old
1: guys. Uh, yeah. Well, the short answer is dads. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for, for me, my dad started riding when he was a young man and his father did not approve, uh, but he did it anyway. Okay. Uh, and by the time I was uh, a twinkle, my dad was a, uh, was thoroughly addicted. Excellent. Um and then sort of started racing but Ari's stories that uh, arguably more interesting. He's a multi-generation your, your dad uh your grandfather, my grandfather. Like a, my grandfather yeah. was a motor cop yeah. in Miami. Whoa. Yeah. Um and he fought in World War
2: II and my dad was interested in motorcycles but made the mistake of buying Japanese which his dad <laughs> did not approve of. That's so not going to be acceptable. you know your parents are never going to approve. To some level <laughs> they're always going to disapprove yeah. but sure. um, Yeah, dad left high school when he was 16 to ride cross country and uh motorcycles were a part of his life from that point forward. So I You know, my my parents honeymooned on a motorcycle. Same. Uh, I grew up with bikes in the garage. Uh, I was lucky enough to be provided like a little 50 to learn on and dad raced. So just spent my entire childhood at the racetrack around bikes. There there was nothing we could do, really. No, we're helpless. Yeah, Yeah.
0: couldn't avoid it. You were in in too deep at that point. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just doomed since Jump Street. Exactly. So you mentioned racing. I mean, both of you guys you a bit of that can you tell us a little bit about what you race now and then kind of what you have raced in the past Zach's actually had a
1: career in racing he's got far (laughs) far more experience i guess the racetrack goes back a long way because like he said his dad raced my dad raced our dads raced each other against each other with each other sort of uh at an amateur level grudge Um, match yeah exactly dad grudge match but that was how ari and i met as little kids at the racetrack wandering around the paddock causing trouble yeah so that was sort of where the where the friendship started as little i don't know six years little, old little track has like that has, yeah, that, has that
3: changed or are you still causing trouble at the racetrack in the pits uh, yeah oh my God. more than you We've know got, yeah. we always get in trouble <laughs> we the always get threatened
1: yeah i think i think that's just like a thing that we do I, we yeah. started when we were six or eight years old just getting in trouble and now, those two guys again yeah we can't <sighs> not that can't,
3: long
2: we ago we were doing wheelies on our pit bikes at the track and they threatened to kick us out so we just like they did when we, we, were kids. we let ourselves <laughs> out of the track and did wheelies on the entrance road yeah, back exactly. and forth. that's way better yeah,
1: yeah somehow way better uh but yeah so that was you know the racetrack was like how we met and how we um became friends um and then when i was a teenager i started racing uh and i raced every kind of thing on pavement really that you can do old bikes new bikes side mm-hmm. side cars little bikes big bikes slow bikes fast bikes it's so a regular regular Dr. Seuss uh <laughs> motorcycle racing career. Um and then um just sort of yeah, ran out of uh, interest and money and um I gave up on it for a little while. And that was when we sort of reconnected. Oddly. That was when you moved to
2: California. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um yeah, which and so we we at around age fifteen or something like that, we kind of fell out of touch. Mm-hmm. Um and there was about a decade where we didn't talk to each other. Yeah. No, for no reason other than uh, circumstance. Well, sure. Um and uh and yeah, then we happened to move to California at the same time and we're he's... both from New England. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask. Didn't uh... uh yeah. So we we happened to move across the country at the same time and uh and he sort of like saw my name on a on a on a racing on a events roster at Sonoma, yeah, something like that. that. And he was yeah. like, That's gotta be the same guy. So looked me up and uh and sent me an email and holy cow, it's you, no way, that's that's crazy and then well, Started hanging out again and riding motorcycles, and he got the job at Motorcyclist Magazine um, through hard work and determination and skill and such, and then uh, dragged me along. A few years later, so excellent. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna see how that works out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's
0: pretty much fit for a, a rom com. That's pretty solid, right? <laughs> Origin <laughs> I story. I think so. We, we've well, got a bad. solid bromance going.
1: Also, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> also, Airy pointed this out a while ago, which I thought was pretty interesting. That we we met as little kids in a, in a racing paddock, right? And we tore around and had fun, and then and then as as teenagers lived in different states and and stopped having a reason to see each other so just stopped hanging out and stopped talking to each other because we're 15 year old boys and unless you're like yeah face to face with something why would you care about it mm-hmm. exactly and, and it before cell phones or facebook exactly or email, exactly not necessarily and then a decade later we connected and a racing paddock of all places yeah we, he found he saw my name on a on a on a sheet you know on a result sheet that was like mm-hmm. you know zach Courts finished whatever race in whatever place and he was like holy cow so it's pretty pretty interesting that we sort of like you know we went our separate ways and then of all things racing motorcycles brought us back together again so that's awesome yeah pretty cool yeah
2: and we've been fortunate enough to race with each other mm-hmm. against uh, each
1: other been bitter rivals on occasion yeah
2: you know doing some <laughs> endurance racing on mini bikes and yeah ah uh, yes all sorts of fun stuff so yeah we still we still uh embody that that childhood fun
0: factor that we had when we were kids running around the pits we try and keep that at the forefront yeah and and, and that that's interesting because that kind of like segues into the on two wheels thing because the bulk of it appears to just be you guys like having a blast <laughs> you know on motorcycles or motorcycle like devices mm-hmm. how did that get started like was it originally i mean was that the idea originally or was it going to supposed to be like a more factual it presentation was, it was supposed to be more it product mandate.
2: it was supposed to be more product driven <laughs> and it was a mandate when we were working at uh Source Interlink Media in El Segundo, mm-hmm. they were approached by YouTube and essentially paid to produce content. Yeah. And we were approached at Motorcyclist and several other titles and basically told you need to start making videos for YouTube. Okay. I had never been in front of a camera before, never thought I would ever be in front of a camera. We made a few videos and at one point. Before Zach worked there, I invited him down to basically help me co-host because obviously he's a good writer. He's got a great personality and like kind of needed somebody up there in front of the camera to help me out. Mm-hmm. And we had a great chemistry and it was a good video. Um, and he was just a, a guest host at that point. Yeah. But later on came on as a staff member and, and we've enjoyed doing it. It's a lot of fun. It's challenging. We've learned a lot. We've been doing it for a long time. But you say that it comes across as being fun. We kind of realized along the way, like we suck at acting. Well, we're not we're not actors. Sure. So sure. we realized the only way to really have a good time and make a good video was to genuinely have a good time. So every time we create something, we try and pursue a concept, a story, an adventure that we are actually going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we're terrible actors. So you can't, you can't <laughs> fake excitement and happiness if it's not really there. So we're like, let's just do things that are actually fun and exciting.
3: Yeah. Right.
0: What are some of the favorite sort of on two wheels things that you guys have done? I mean, I really enjoyed your guys' trip in Australia on uh, with the vintage Suzuki yeah. and then mm-hmm like what are some of your favorites that are that
1: really stand out yeah that's a recent highlight i'd yeah. say that's i guess a few of the ones we always cite over the years there's one where we rode a ural sidecar from los angeles to corcoran right corcoran yeah, yeah somewhere exactly. in the central valley yeah um it's an awful and town bought mm-hmm. a 50 cc street legal mini bike off craigslist for 140 bucks 120 and 120 bucks is mm. right did you bogging them down well it was i think it was 150 it, and then didn't have, changed for didn't have change for twenty. he he's like just take it his yeah. <laughs> <He laughs> anyway, <laughs> um and then we sort of rebuilt it in sort the parking of fully lot
2: fully tore it down in a hotel and yeah. rebuilt it and then rode and it back rode to back la back nice.
1: with a sidecar and the minibikes so that was that was a good adventure that was a really good adventure um and then yeah i think i think the other sort of uh marquee ones were there's scramblers in the rockies we yep. took a ducati scrambler and a triumph scrambler that was one of my favorites yeah too. And we rode around in colorado um and there was uh, some
2: fantastic behind-the-scenes stuff that never made it into the episode, <laughs> for time's
1: sake. Fantastic, depending on your point of view. But yeah, um, so, so yeah. many more parts falling off.
3: Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things, you know, parts things falling being off people,
1: hot wired and or caught on fire. I Excellent. Did, I did light a bike on fire that that trip. Yep. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not as mechanically inclined as areas it was we were we were under duress sure it <laughs> thank was you hot and tired. we were that. in a hurry i appreciate
2: that yeah he that, still has he still has the t-shirt we used to slap to, the fire to out, put it out Tacked yeah, tack to the office wall yeah, yeah you yeah, can't yeah. get rid of that Yeah, have it
1: on the wall it's a it's a swiss cheese t-shirt it's all Excellent. seared. it's a good trophy
3: yeah, yeah.
1: well i try I do a thing uh at my desk where i keep um reminders yes Mementos? i keep i keep little pieces of disasters i've been mm-hmm. involved in <laughs> because i think it's important to have humility and remember that we're all sort of mortal and <laughs> things can go wrong um so bent levers and uh and broken bodywork and the t-shirt that we used to put out the fire and stuff like that just from from crashes i like to look over it occasionally and and think oh yeah
2: yeah you learned yeah. something from each of those mistakes yeah, exactly and you <laughs> you of the lesson. right sure i believe the yeah. memento
1: mori i
0: think yeah. they call that. Speaking of, of your Ural adventure, that's been kind of a weird recurring theme of, of like motorcycle guests that we've had. Is that mm-hmm. everybody's done something weird on a Ural? It's because it's the only thing you can do on a Ural. It's exactly. something weird. You can't yeah. have a normal yeah. day. They just yeah. seem like a pretty chill company, though. Like It seems like they'll <laughs> just kind of like, okay, yeah, no, take one, do whatever. Yeah,
2: I think it's the same two machines just making their problems yeah. late. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, don't, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know what their sales volume is. But yeah, they, well, they're low overhead in Siberia, you know. Uh, right. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I think I think that is part of it too. You know, they probably give it to someone and be like, "You can try and break it if you want, but you probably won't." Yeah, uh, we did. I think everybody yeah, we, has like. Yep. Uh,
0: we had um, Abby from Bike Curious. Yeah. 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 On and, and and yeah, he like I think he shook a muffler off. He did uh, mm-hmm. when he went with um, Spurgeon from Revzilla. Yep. And yep. Yeah.
1: Just. We, we bent a drive shaft. I think that was our claim to fame. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty we, intense. Yeah. We went, we, I don't know if it was actually airborne, but Yeah, it was airborne. <laughs> I, the car, the car was airborne. Yeah. Aerie was in the sidecar, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, occasionally holds it over me that he's still suffering back pain from the, uh, that's nice. from the, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we did bend the drive shaft that goes to the sidecar wheel. But um, it was easy to replace. It was, yeah. So There's yeah. that. Yeah, those are really cool machines, actually. And yeah. and I and actually, that's one of the vehicles that uh, that I raced as a as a teenager was a sidecar, not a Ural. Does no, so um, get say like, whoa, wait, you But, a, Ural but, a, but a, an air cooled BMW yeah. um, oh, okay. from the late '60s, early '70s, which is essentially the same design as a Ural. It's a it was 750 cc air cooled. Now were um, you the, were you the driver or the monkey? I was the monkey. Okay. My dad was the driver. The okay, um, but we did we did trade occasionally. But he's a much better. Uh, uh, pilot than mm. than i and 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 i a better monkey yeah uh, so that, like i remember seeing going to vintage races when i was
0: a kid mm-hmm. also like just just general like road races and seeing people dangle off the sides yeah yeah sure it, it's the most terrifying thing i've ever seen like i had trouble yeah. watching it at like 10 <laughs> like no 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 this isn't this yeah, seems this very, very wrong, wrong. Yeah. Even
1: at 10 years old i was watching my dad racing thinking yeah i gotta i gotta do that yeah so it was sort of a it had a whiff of normalcy about it for me because sure, i sure. grew up watching it
2: and it's something we've but, wanted to do yeah we've actually that's about it a few times oh man
1: we've been talking about it for years is, is race a sidecar together yeah. yeah. excellent yeah, yeah. It's, it stands to reason right that we i mean there's two of us yeah and mm-hmm. there's two people with a sidecar and and he's and, got uh,
2: experience and i'm crazy so
3: it <laughs> makes perfect sense yeah there you go right on right yeah
0: so speaking about racing a little bit more you have been doing a lot of racing on uh, a little ktm mm-hmm.
1: uh,
3: yeah
0: like and you recently just did a video kind of breaking down some of the modifications and stuff that you've made to that bike and that bike in in not your bike specifically but the rc390 is really interesting because there's that whole sort of feeder series with moto america yeah yeah what like what's your take on that as a bike to to get into racing and something like that and like like what's your take on like a feeder series i mean i think the moto america feeder series is fantastic it's
2: wonderful that that exists and it's a it's a foothold for young riders to get out there to get some coaching some mentoring to ride in front of the crowds to ride the big tracks mm-hmm. um you know to rub elbows with the pros it's fantastic america's been needing that for a long time so yep. i'm really happy to see it and props to ktm for stepping up and supplying the bikes it's fantastic
0: because they're they're pretty cheap as far as like a race bike
2: goes. yeah i mean that's the thing is there's no real cheap race bike no such thing we've, as we've cheap tried everything bike. from yeah. racing modern bikes to <laughs> racing vintage bikes and you always think it's gonna be cheaper and it never is yeah but yeah i mean they're racing is expensive there's no two ways about it Mm -hmm. Uh, but racing a small bike is certainly far more affordable than racing a big bike just in terms of consumables like tires and gas i mean it's going to be a fraction of what it would be on a 600 or Mm 1000 the ktm itself i've had a lot of trouble with unfortunately and and many other people have had mechanical issues with it that bikes made in india Mm. not austria so there's still some teething problems working on their quality control and whatnot But the model has done just amazing things for the perception of small motorcycles. For the longest time, it was just the Ninja 250. It was just a girl's bike or a beginner's bike. Um, And then in 2011, Honda had the CBR 250, Mm -hmm. and it kind of like the economy was crappy, and there were small bikes, and they were affordable, and like they were kind of fun. But it was still kind of just this like lower tier of riding. And it
1: was also Honda, so it was kind of conservative yeah, and sure. it was conservatively styled. Yep. And, um, Whereas the
2: KTM is the exact opposite. KTM exactly. is known for pushing the boundaries. They've got those orange frames. They've always got really striking designs. Yep. And I mean, that little RC390, when you ride it on the street, guys on R1200GSs give you a thumbs up, guys on GSXRs give you a thumbs up, guys on Panigales, and that never happens on a Ninja or a CBR or any of the other small bikes. So. Street cred. It's got street cred. It's got Bilt, street cred. Built right in. Yeah, like totally. <laughs> built <Baked laughs> in. in yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, that RC390 is kind of one of the more normal-looking bikes that KTM makes at this point. I <laughs> yeah. think everything else is getting just progressively zanier and zanier, and that yeah. still pretty much just looks like
1: a sport bike. Yeah, yeah. It, but it very yeah. much looks like a sport bike. Yeah. 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 yeah,
0: especially compared to the
2: competition. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm.
1: it is a it is a it is a cool thing to have a bike that like Ari says can sort of connect can be sort of this lightning rod for the people who you know either perceive motorcycles or actually ride them mm-hmm. in in and want to connect with that kind of bike and they see it and they think wow that's cool mm-hmm. even if they don't know why. Yeah, Which is yep. kind of important. Yeah, it the, is for this for the sport, you know. So, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. So segwaying a little bit you know we talked about onto wheels but you guys have uh, some other awesome video sort of properties mm-hmm. that you guys do uh with motorcyclists the mc garage of course yeah and uh, uh the mc commute which has been one of my uh favorite things of the last probably six months right on nice um yeah. how did like what what was the idea for that just like well i got spike anyway may as well kind of thing or
1: yeah yeah completely that's mm-hmm. what mc commute was uh just wanting to give people information about motorcycles and um having a god-given gift to talk would you say Ari? Definitely. um and <laughs> he's the talker of the two of us I don't yeah know if you've noticed <laughs> no I um, I, i'm still trying to figure that out <laughs> um yeah and uh, basically we can give people information about this bike i have to ride to work anyway sure all it takes is putting a camera on the helmet and talking um and and i, I have lots of access to bikes, right? I mean, we always have bikes in the garage. So, and we recognized that it was an up and coming
2: style yeah. form of media that people yeah. were consuming. And we wanted yeah. to be at the forefront yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's interesting to see the, com- the, the, um, sort of, I don't know, correlation or combination of MC commute and MC garage, I think, because MC garage, um, is a very, uh, a much more polished product. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. much more production value. It's much more thought out. Sure. Um, and it also relies on a lot more actual, knowledge and experience being a mechanic which mm-hmm. is unfortunately and, and Ari has all of those things so he's able to to do those things and articulate that stuff whereas i get on a bike and just sort of mumble yeah. um or and, you know cough loudly in here. <laughs> <laughs> i do occasionally do that it's a hallmark um yeah so and it's funny that those two different styles of communication both can connect with people yeah and sometimes to... we're frustrated because mc garage is objectively a better program um but Luckily, we're all sort of paddling in the same direction, so we just, yeah.
2: And it's yeah. interesting how much crossover there is between, like, yeah, what true. we do, which is which is so curated and fact-driven and concise, and what you do, which is a little bit more, like, rambling. And there's a lot of information there, but it's it's one camera. Yeah. It's different editing style. It's, yeah. it's totally different, but it's
0: people seem to enjoy the content, so we yeah, keep making yeah. it. Well, the, the garage is interesting, too, because, like, I enjoy it, and I've never worked on a motorcycle. I don't, I've never owned a motorcycle, but, like you know, I will sit down for like 10 minutes and listen to you talk about, you know, what kind of coolant you should use in, you know, in your <laughs> bike. And, and I like, it's, I, how do you, I, I guess, like, how do you decide the, 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 the topics to get covered? Because it, it's pretty varied in terms of like, you know, you have one where you're going in and adjusting valves on a RC390. And then you have one where you're like, you know, showing people how to adjust their brake and clutch levers, which, yeah. you know, on the ends of difficulty spectrum like those are kind of opposite
2: yeah absolutely and i mean we try and mix it up it the show concept just started because at one point we were given a suggestion by the brass that we make videos so i went down in the garage with one videographer and we did one on i don't remember what it was like how to tell if your jacket fits or something Mm -hmm. and people responded well to it so we just kept doing it um and it's grown and blossomed from there and um a lot of the content a lot of the ideas are just things that i've noticed people are confused about or there's misinformation about so we kind of just took it upon ourselves to set the record straight as best we can because as journalists we have i like doing research and we have access to professionals where we sure. can get like actual quotes from engineers or sure. people who own companies stuff like that uh, so that's really helpful and then more recently the the topics just come from the audience i okay. ask them at the end of every video i say what do you want to know and um recently we've steered more towards technology and away from the actual hands-on do-it-yourself because people want to know like what's the difference between inverted forks and conventional forks or like what's the deal with radial brakes or mm-hmm. you know what does biased tire actually mean mm-hmm. and we just tackle it and it's it's fun i really enjoy doing it i love the research and i love being able to deliver the information and knowing that after they watch the video they hopefully presumably know something they didn't know four minutes earlier Yeah, for sure. Because not everyone was fortunate enough to grow up with dads like ours that
0: knew how to take motorcycles apart and put them back together. And there's, you know, you got to learn somewhere. Yeah. Well, thankfully, you've checked your privilege and, uh, you know, you're (laughs) sharing the wealth. Yeah. Um, But no, like, it's super fascinating. Like, I've been trying to get into motorcycles for about a year now. And, you know, it's not something that I really grew up with. I I went to races as a kid. Um because my dad did like the corner worker radios, like mm-hmm. he was kind of responsible for that uh, okay. yeah. in Seattle, where I grew up okay um so like they 've always kind of been like on my horizon, but I, you know I lived in the northwest where it 's miserable, and i don 't want to <laughs> ride there, sure yeah, but now like, i'm like i 'm getting into it so there there's this like really sort of dense like layer of stuff that you just need to get through in terms of like knowledge like because there 's so little that correlates from. A car to a motorcycle and some of the stuff that you think would be the same isn't yeah. i mean except for the driving laws like it's totally different mm-hmm. yeah so like having resources like the mc garage or you know opinions like you know educated opinions like you would have uh, on on the commute like mm-hmm. that's super helpful for somebody like me yeah it's good to hear
1: yeah. and yeah that is good to hear and that's that's the whole point of it all is we we like he said just want to impart If we can, you know, and whether it's, whether it's really thoughtful, well-researched, um, you know, uh, concise videos on how to do something or how something works, or it's literally just riding from your house to the office and saying, you know, these brakes aren't great. Mm -hmm. And like, if brakes are real important to you, maybe you should get a different bike. And Mm -hmm. I, I think in either case, like he said, hopefully people are just drinking in the, drinking in the, in the information and, Mm -hmm. and, and becoming more knowledgeable enthusiasts, which is the whole Reason that we do what we do.
2: Yeah, honestly, I mean, there's a lot of people out there producing, especially video content, that's just kind of content. Sure. Our objective with every video is to hopefully. It's bad. Let's just. There's a lot of crap out there. It's bad. Our objective is to convey and educate, and also entertain and inspire and inform. Like that's the that's literally our motto for on two wheels. It's like we're trying. We have an objective, Mm -hmm. and and that objective is to get people interested in motorcycles. And if and if what Zach does with MC commute helps them decide what bike they want. If what I do with MC garage helps them realize how to take their, mo- take care of the motorcycles. So it lasts longer. And if on two wheels just makes them care about motorcycles to begin with, like that's, that's, it's all part of the same objective of getting people interested right. and involved in bikes. Yeah. yeah. We should also
1: say there's plenty of content that we don't make. That's good too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. didn't mean to suggest that yeah, like, like everyone else is crap, but, but I mean, there is, there I mean, is you like- mentioned
2: Revzilla and Abby and, yeah. and those are both yep. guys that were friends with and we love what they do and it's yep. great they're all we're all paddling in the same direction yeah, yeah.
0: well they have like the, the the nice um they're not part of the i'm yelling at you through a gopro mic with wind noise crowd <laughs> which seems to be quite prevalent uh amongst the the motorcycle people on youtube mm-hmm. which is kind of a bummer yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of noise yeah. literal and figurative that's right out mm-hmm. there yeah um so i mean changing directions a little bit uh let's talk about the the magazine because that's been huge yeah Everybody, like, has been talking about, you know, the death of print and, and, like, all these magazines are getting bought and sold and closed and changed and stuff. And Motorcyclist has managed to stay afloat. And in a way, and and you guys really, like, changed very, very seriously the way that that the magazine is is put together, the way it looks, the way it feels is a really big, is very different. absolutely. Mm -hmm like how how did that process start cuz like I can't imagine that going to the folks at Bonnier and saying like so let's do half as many issues and make them like you know like how did that process start it started above us
3: yeah oh, okay. really it,
2: yeah, yeah I mean, we, it was them coming to us and saying we're going to do six issues oh, a year now bonus okay. yeah
1: and and basically yeah basically we we want to differentiate the product mm-hmm. from other products in the in the marketplace mm-hmm. um and we think that Uh, financially it'll make more sense to have uh six issues uh a year how can we present it and i think that you know so we we helped with the process of how to make the magazine look different and and hopefully keep people interested who were already fans um but we should also say we have been cogs in the machine of doing that i mean it has not it was not just ari and i who sat down and decided it was going to look that way who decided um you know which paper thickness to use i mean we've had a lot of help but we had especially the help of a of a very senior designer at our company who um sort of donated his time yeah to coming up with new ideas for how the magazine should look mm-hmm. which for people like us we're writers at best i guess and you know being able to look at something and say we like this or we don't like that that helped drive sure. that forward um, and people like, um, Julia LaPombe, who you had yeah. on the uh, program, I believe. Fantastic. It's very, um, very pivotal in what we've done. I yeah. She's, she's just a really, she's a trained photographer and she knows a good picture when she sees one. Yeah. She's also, also
2: really good at interpreting what you describe when you say you want an image.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, the analogy
2: I'd like to use is it's like remodeling a house. Right. And like, you kind of have an idea of what you want it to look like, but you bring in an interior designer, in this case, a senior designer that we use to help figure out what the pages were going to look like, mm-hmm. and you bring in professionals from these each different realms, and it's kind of a it's a group effort, and there's a lot of discussion and a lot of meetings, some <laughs> debate, um, yeah. some trial and error, and uh, it's it's a a big and challenging uh, process. But yeah. we're kind of on the other side of it now. We've had yeah. our third issue is out, and mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of positive response, um, gotten some negative response too. But that's yeah. that's always been the case uh, with people writing in. Yeah, but well, yeah, we had to. Yeah, as Zach pointed out, we had to differentiate ourselves because if you look at the landscape of what's out there for motorcycle magazines, Mm -hmm. you know, if the new GSXR comes out, it's on the cover of all the big six magazines and you can't just keep competing with the same kind of product. So we totally did an about face and uh, we're presenting a more lifestyle oriented, more experiential title that we hope, you know, obviously you said the quality is better. The feel is different. We're hoping that it's the type of thing that lives in your coffee table. And even if it's you know, a midwinter issue and you pick it up in July, it's still relevant and still entertaining. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That makes total
0: sense. Totally. And like, yeah, like that, that, that physical quality is, is so important I think because yeah, like nobody really has to go buy a magazine anymore. Like it's, it's it's not, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, frankly, but when you like have the chance to, to like get something that's like an object that somebody puts some care and attention into, like then it makes you want to have that, that physical, Thing and like, there's been other smaller magazines that have been really successful with that. Like, Sideburn is a good example. Yeah. Um, or Iron and Air. Yeah. Totally. Meta. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So, um, congratulations because it's I'm I'm psyched. It's a rad magazine.
1: Yeah. I yeah. Cool. It. yeah I think I think it's a just overall a really good experience for us to have. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because it's been there have been times that it has not been easy, and I don't think that the magazine looks the way it would have if just Ari and I were in charge, um, and that there were there was a lot of discussion and we got a lot of guidance and a lot of help and um and sometimes that we didn't want sometimes that we did (laughs) um but i think that's like a that's how you create something that that um that resonates with people is by getting a lot of opinions and having a lot of um a lot of people pulling you along the way so right on yeah i'm i'm actually curious you you, you're um you're not from the united states originally i'm guessing (laughs) correct okay uh do you have so a lot of what gets compared uh, when it comes to magazines, especially motorcycle magazines, is is Brit magazines. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, like I, I, we get letters from subscribers saying, I, I sign up for Brit magazines because they're, you know, thick and juicy and mm-hmm. glossy and and uh, and I like the, you know, I like the way they do things. Or I don't know, I mean, people just, it's sort of this. I feel like for Americans, or, uh, at least auto and motorcycle enthusiasts, it's like this promised land sure oh, british magazines yeah, because they're thick and they're glossy and they're irreverent and yeah exactly no ads so and do you, yeah and i mean is that is that how you feel too like do you pick up a car magazine here and you think like man i, I kind of or or do you i mean do you, do you see like a, a a big split there like a, a noticeable divide
3: well i will say that when i read a magazine here in the states i don't read it like an english accent which i'm guessing <laughs> most people would do if they pick up an English magazine i assumed here. yeah and so by by proxy, that sometimes means that, oh, it's foreign. It must be better. Oh, yeah. All right. So that's see, one I thing that I think that might be happening for you. Interesting. Yeah. I, that
1: never, never. That never occurred to me. Yeah, it's exotic. <laughs> it's exotic. It's, it's all the way
3: across the pond, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And well, you have to, obviously, uh, the tea is important as well. So you have to have your magazine with your tea. Got to have tea. Okay.
1: Maybe I
2: should try that. Yeah. yeah. Actually, and then everything's... everything makes make you feel high class. Yeah. Right,
3: yeah. right. And I
1: assume there's a pinky out course obviously yeah True. i shouldn't have even asked. that stupid yeah yep. Just start slipping yeah. bags of
0: pg tips in the poly bags and it'll be good to go <laughs> yeah right yeah, uh, yeah. Up. we should
1: try that yeah my dad is one of the one of the proponents of brit magazine i mean like
3: what, he's the I, one writing all those terrible letters to you is that yeah, what you're yeah. You basically <laughs> Basic, i
1: mean like kind of but uh, yeah at least at least uh one phone call a month is like why don't you guys do it like they do across the pond i'm like i don't know dad sorry i'm, I'm trying here <laughs> <laughs> oh no.
0: shout out to dad's everywhere Uh, exactly right how come
1: you're not yeah exactly yeah um
0: (laughs) so this is this is kind of getting to a a portion uh of the interview where james and i like to ask uh how do we get him on a motorcycle james has a a very nice wife she's a lovely woman Mm -hmm. Name's grace but but Mm -hmm. she has strong feelings that's a good way to put it i don't i don't think she hates motorcycles but she hates the idea of you on one. Even, even something as innocuous and fun and, and sweet <laughs> as a Grom as a Honda Grom. It's all I ask for the motorcycle. The Grom- oh,
1: really? She's not, she's, she's, she's shut Yikes. you down on the Grom. Yes. Yeah. You Oof. might be in trouble. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a tough one.
2: If he's, the Grom doesn't melt her heart, then you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So, it, I
1: mean, he's
0: ready to go. He's got, he's got the Dainese
1: jacket. Oh, he's man. like set. Yeah. Dude. So I heard an interesting, uh, I heard a good quote from a comedian recently. Um, who uh they were in out out in an, in an environment, and a motorcycle went by, and he said to me that's the like the cigarette of transportation like the the downside just far outweighs any upside that you would get from it and i I don't agree with sure, that, obviously sure. um but I did like the analogy, and I think that's how a lot of people a lot see. of people see it yeah, yeah, it's just like it it will kill you it would it will kill you lots of people have smoked cigarettes their entire life mm-hmm. and died of a heart attack or died at 85 years old or whatever like dynamo motorcycle (laughs) motorcycle wreck exactly so you can smoke cigarettes and not get lung cancer Mm -hmm. it has it has happened but there there's just such a you know society has like cigarette they're just they're just bad i mean statistically speaking yeah they are bad for you no question and i think that you can't tell someone like oh like motorcycles are perfectly safe mm -hmm. that's not a Grace just cares about you. That's
2: all. She does. She
3: has given a, a good caveat, though, that if we were ever to become landed gentry, she would let me drive or ride a motorcycle on, on the, the land, property. on gotcha, the property. So she's, nice. she's worried about traffic.
1: Okay. Yes. This is that's a nugget then. Yeah, Because now we're talking like like schools or track day or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. basically, she doesn't like the environment that you would be riding the motorcycle in, is
3: that? No, I think she just wants me riding the motorcycle on the property. She just so, wants property. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah. what it came down to. As long <laughs> as we've got, she said, look, as long as it's at least 1,000 acres. <laughs> okay. Well, we
0: determined that, that the area so in the Antelope Valley is, is ripe for uh, some some McKeon property purchasing
3: <laughs> yeah so we'll see how that goes but that's where it stands at this moment in time mm, so she's a hard a, well, time it's a tough road to hoe yeah it yeah.
1: yeah, is a tough road I think that Arie's probably right it just does sound like she's got like a real cagey argument for purchasing property mm-hmm. but also I think there's a nugget in there I think that I think that maybe deep down what she wants is for you to be able to ride a motorcycle in an environment that is otherwise safe yes so like I goal. trust you to pilot the motorcycle in a way that probably won't kill you what i don't trust is other people everyone else right which is a very common um you know concern and it's a very valid concern indeed um but i think that there's a there's a way in there there's a way like a like a mini bike school yeah there's opportunities where you can go to ride a bike in a controlled environment exactly that is typically
2: labeled as rider training like safety training Mm -hmm. that you will enjoy and you can sell it to your wife
1: as you getting versed in how to safely operate a motorcycle even if that was all you did i mean you know we, we just went to a um like a, like a flat track sort of off-road mini bike riding school in Mm -hmm. uh, Northern California, near Fresno. And uh, I mean, if, if that was, if I did that once a month, like I, I would always crave riding motorcycles no mm-hmm. matter what. But that would, that would be a real fix to get. Yeah. Even I mean, if that was all you did.
2: And many of the students that were there, this is the Rich Oliver Mystery School up in okay. up in Aubrey Prather, uh, to be specific. But yeah, many of the people, the students that were there were ten or
1: fifteen time repeat students because
2: yeah. it's just so much fun. Yeah. Sure. I just keep going back. Yeah. So that's
1: that's your end. I think you you got to pitch it as education. Okay. Uh, schooling, sure. closed environment, safety. All right. I think right. that's that's uh, that's your there. best bet. And and yeah, Grace, if you're listening, I'm sorry and you're welcome. I'm, I'm, She's going to hunt you down. <laughs> she, you're going to get twice as many letters now yeah, in regards the, the, to the magazine. The, no, it's Grayson, my dad. Grayson. Yeah, this is yeah. just great.
3: But also, now on the flip side, we'd like to ask what first bike. Should my co-host, Kyle, look mm. at purchasing? Sure. Because I have come up with so many bad ideas. How about, sure. I think, st- well, st- I
1: think, sorry to interrupt, but I think probably just the biggest, fastest. Ibusa. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Just you want ay yeah, jet it's, it's all torque. Yep. You
0: yeah. know, it's no problem. <laughs> just don't get into it, and then it's no problem, right? That's, yeah. yeah.
2: The, the yeah. answer to that question depends a lot on what you want to do with it yeah. and where you want to ride it and, and what your intentions are. Because the beauty of being a motorcyclist in 2017 is there are bikes for everything every mm-hmm. price range every purpose you know whether you want absolute simplicity or you want absolute technology so yeah.
1: what are you what are you looking to do so did you hear that sort of that came from his heart what it are did. your intentions with this motorcycle <laughs> is so... nothing good <laughs> okay <laughs> all, <laughs> all right. right wheelies only no, no um right. okay we
0: got a bike for that. we got a couple yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. uh no, so yeah i mean
3: let's start let's start from the beginning Car with you and let's your jump in the wayback machine. Yeah, let's go back to your first selections, and then yeah. we can have the, the duo dissect. So one of the things <laughs> that, really, <laughs> that
0: really got me like wanting to start the whole like journey to riding a motorcycle, and it has been a journey because it's taken forever because I have a wife too, and she's a very nice lady, and I don't want to make her mad. Sure, sure. Is I saw I saw an R9T in a parking lot mm-hmm. in Hollywood, just the Roadster, the original one. Mm-hmm. Oh just just sitting there. And it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. It mm-hmm. is a beautiful machine. It's incredible. And it's I was great like, well, looking. How, how expensive could it be? It's German and it's used. $15,000. Used. It's like 10. But that's still, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're thinking about like just, justifying it like, cause I'm coming from cars. So that's effectively I, nothing. Yep. True. No, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Motorcycles
1: yeah. compared to cars. Sometimes we, you know, we like, we'll be out and we'll have like the latest Ducati Superbike or something. Mm-hmm. And some guy will be like, how much is that? And we're like, it's like 25 grand. And they're like, that's it. Yeah. It's only twenty five grand for for like the hottest thing ever mm-hmm. like, for the yeah, performance com- of a
0: million
2: dollar car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Come yeah. to think of it, it's
1: not that much money if you com- if, yeah. if you need to spend hundred thousand no. dollars on a car. So, yeah. And
0: the, the 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 economics are even better as you as you start to like think about just used, just used, absolutely just more yeah. and more used. Exactly. Anyway, are, you, so, are you listening,
1: Grace? Grace, yeah. you are listening? Right there we okay,
0: go. Great. Used Groms very
1: reasonable. Oh,
3: the Honda Ruckus as well.
0: Oh yeah, James is. Oh, I see the I see the the avenue you're going down here. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: you want to customize something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a Yosh pipe. Already, uh, already in the 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 shopping cart. He's yeah. ready to go <laughs> for the bike he doesn't own. I love That's it. That's right. That terrific.
1: Okay, so back to you though. 90.
0: Yeah, 90. So I, I really fell in love with that bike. Sure. I was pretty fixated on it for a while. I was thinking this is gonna be okay because it's it's a big it's not a big physically big bike, but mm-hmm. it's big enough that me at six four like I don't sure I have sat on it. It felt comfortable. Like sure. you know, it's it's about a hundred horsepower, which is not a small amount, but it's also not like 140 from right. like a super bike Yeah, it's start. a very manageable engine yeah, yeah, yeah it's very torquey great. and yep. you know it's a, it's an old engine so presumably they've ironed out most of the nonsense with it but yep it is bmw yep. so who can say <laughs> um so thoughts oh um
1: we,
3: you, we, you, go, you go first this is
2: this is the original the original, original idea yeah. we love that motorcycle it's, that it's is fantastic. it's bike. outstanding it is yeah it handles well it's got great performance it's beautiful it is they did a fantastic job with
3: that yeah. and for a first person first bike
0: yeah apparently a, yeah. a lot of people bought it as a first bike we were we were finding it like they yeah did. which is yep. interesting the statistics
1: there are really really interesting yep. they talk about that at, at bmw um press presentation sometimes because they weren't expecting that i don't yeah. think um and a lot of people bought it as a as a third or fourth or fifth bike i sure. think you know um which makes a lot more sense it I does think. Yeah. yeah but no that i think they, they kind of weren't expecting which is why now there are cheaper ones right mm-hmm. there's the r 90 pure for example which is um basically like a it's like stripped down to some degree it's exactly got, it's got yeah, fewer it's got, bells and whistles exactly and yeah. and uh, and a little bit cheaper components like the fork isn't as nice the brakes aren't as nice that kind mm-hmm. of thing but they that was why because yeah. bmw was like holy crap like all these people spent this money on this bike we, that wasn't the point so maybe we'll make a cheaper one so that more people will keep doing that
0: yeah
1: uh, so, so thumbs up so far. Yeah. So that yeah.
0: that was that was what I was, I was I was pretty fixated on that. And then we had um, Chris Cannell on the podcast. No, oh, I don't get a start on that guy. Yeah. Well, <sighs> that guy his mustache enthusiast and yeah,
1: <laughs> he actually just wrote a really good feature for us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in the but, most yeah. recent issue, it's quite good. Yeah. Well,
0: he's a hell of a writer and a nice human being. Yeah, Very he nice. nice. Yeah. Shout Indeed. out to Cannell, dude. And he was like, you know, you're gonna ride that R9T and you're gonna be really sad. You're gonna cry as you're sliding down down Wilshire. <laughs> and you see it go under a bus as you slide right past it, not under the bus. And I was like, you know what, you're probably Jeez, right gross. on that beautiful Cynical. holy smokes, like, right on those beautiful cylinder heads. And I was like, all right, you've 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 cut so to the his, core. His of point me. is this that is... you're going to crash your first bike. Yeah, well, I knew that. going to <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, see, that's Here's... the problem
2: with learning how to ride in Los Angeles, though. Because yeah. you crash here and you're in big trouble. Yeah, if you grow up in like you know outside of columbus ohio and you low side in a corner and yeah. fall into a cornfield it's like if you that's bad
1: if you tip over though so my dad is a um bmw mm-hmm. uh en- enthusiast aficionado <laughs> <laughs> i don't think he would use that word um but he has has owned and currently owns many um bmws most of which have cylinders that stick out mm-hmm. either side that's, that's the best way that's, that's and this is what he would say mm-hmm. exactly that's the way the lanes and on the, <laughs> like, oh, the they're not any wider than the handlebar is it's yeah. not but the point is i think that if if Cantle were pitching like you don't want to slide down the road on that cylinder head you know the uh, the the glass half full side of that argument would be better than sliding down the road on the bodywork gas tank ah, there you indeed. go lever yeah i mean they're made to slide pipe. on cylinder heads because exactly. they are enablers i see and, how it is and my pops another quick shout out to pops he has crashed quite a few BMWs, so As he knows you know. oh yeah, yeah. yeah he knows yeah he's an expert <laughs> Um so yeah so we were talking but and that's why you
0: bought it used too. Yeah that's right see pre-scratched. Yeah and like it's great insurance yeah. so that's you the just, other thing.
1: You buy the 90 you buy three or four uh, uh valve covers no problem. Yeah and then just that's <laughs> so.
0: I'm helping the economy
2: and
1: having fun. I
0: like it. It's the economy of Germany, but, you know.
2: Well, you know. I
1: feel like we're not making great progress with your motorcycle thing. So, no, you, so yeah. it was 90, and then, then Cantel t- tried to talk you out of it, but we yeah, just recovered that. And he, he, he kind
0: of did.
3: And he did. A little bit. Oh, he did. Okay. But he
0: tried yeah. to sell me on a DRZ, and I was like, <laughs> that's cool, but I also don't want to deal with, like, all of the things that, that come with dealing with it. Like, I don't want... I think most of these ones are carbureted, and I don't want to yeah, mess with the that. DRZ,
2: the DRZ is so highly
0: rated, and I just don't understand why. I mean, I appreciate the giant, like quasi-clear gas tank because that's always a cool <laughs> thing. But yeah, I guess. that's not stock either. No, no, it's that. not. You're yeah, to yeah. You, you pay can
2: probably it get one of those for 19. DRZs
0: are
1: super that's popular. That's a terrible <laughs>
0: idea. And people love them, but
2: I've ridden, I've ridden the Supermoto, I've ridden the DRZ, and they're just heavy and underpowered. Right. And they're expensive.
0: They are not cheap. I they're was not cheap. Shocked. Yeah. At how not cheap they were. Yeah. Um, so it's mean, like going. That but, road, yeah, KLR650. KLr650. Well, there you go. Oh, so I, sorry, I, yeah. I, I immediately ignored his suggestion there because <laughs> that's good, not relevant to my interest. Yep, and okay. then I set my sights on the uh, 2016 uh, KTM 690 Duke, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. seemed like an eminently more reasonable choice in nearly every regard. To the DRC, to that or the 90, okay, you know. Right, okay. But then, yeah so um so is that where we are now that's sort of and then i realized like (laughs) buying buying a motorcycle a new motorcycle it's very different than buying a car because there's lots of things that you don't that unless you've been made aware by somebody else like like all the dealership fees etc etc which everybody charges and that's fine yeah but i wasn't ready to spend like nine grand on on um on like a six thousand dollar motorcycle or whatever it was, it's like mm-hmm. it was closer to twelve on a nine thousand dollar motorcycle. But wow, yeah, this, is, yeah, this, is, this, this is, is where
1: it gets a little embarrassing for us because we, we ride a lot of new motorcycles, but we don't buy. Yeah, many. this is for not. the KTM you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was
0: the KTM. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I couldn't, you know, and they were kind of hard to find. Um, they're a little bit easier to find now. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm kind of thinking um, because Press well, that's sure. <laughs> that's that's the <laughs> ultimate goal, right? Uh, no, it's a uh, used a used type of motard because I'm very tall. Mm-hmm. And I like their, the older ones are pretty reasonably priced. I like the sound of a dry clutch because I'm a masochist. It's a good sound. It is a good sound. It's, yep. it's great. Yeah, that I means less than 100 horsepower. It's got decent torque. You can see, which I like the idea yeah. of being able to see.
1: So this is an air cooled hyper. Yes. So like okay. like an 1100 yeah. kind yeah. of early, yeah. like early yep. one. Yeah. Going yep. back pretty far there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they they seem like pretty simple. Uh, everything I've read too is a pretty simple bike as far as like maintenance and that kind of thing. Not like big maintenance simple but, relative you know, you know sure no, it's, it's a ducati yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, but and, i mean i'm you know i'm used to like german cars and things like that i feel like <laughs> yeah could, that's fair yeah. yeah
2: compared to cars they're a lot simpler yeah.
1: do you are you primarily gonna be riding it like in the city yeah
2: yeah perfect that's a great great urban
1: bike mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we could we could probably have like a bit of a lightning round here where we could like lob some ideas at him and say Let's have you thought it. about have you thought about i mean you've got it sounds like you've got some refined taste you want yeah. some style
2: and I'm, a little bit yeah i mean yeah. i always go towards the versus 650
1: so Versus 650? Those are cool. I like I liked those. Well, I like then, the no, v they're Well, they're, they're not cool. They're not. In, in but, terms of being but very they're practical. Great. Yeah, but, extremely oh God, good motorcycle. it's so good. It's just one of the best. It's, like, as as it's I always so say, if I had to
2: go out and buy a motorcycle tomorrow, I would absolutely 100% buy a Versus 650.
1: You told the On Two Wheels viewers you'd buy an FCO7? No, no. As, as a general motorcycle. Which that I wasn't a comparison. Which I can't do. Okay. That's okay. a whole
0: like same dress to the prom situation. I have a friend that has an FCO7 <laughs> and I will not do it.
1: Oh you can't do fco 7 No no no. Okay cuz plus gonna...
0: you're you're too tall for an fco yeah, 7 I a am. small You'll look a little it silly. Is, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's the other problem is yeah. finding something that I'm not going to look extra comical on. Yep. yep. So
2: you well, need something a little taller. Yeah. And plus in the urban environment it's nice to have some line of sight. Right.
1: right. Yeah. So I mean versus 650 is an awfully good choice. Mm-hmm. I was going to I was going to I was going to throw out some little weird little husky 701 situation those are cool
0: i like yeah, those a lot that's a, those are also and that's quite, basically quite expensive super though. tall 60 i was gonna say those are really not cheap
1: well if we're talking 90 money that's not that you know. yeah
0: well i think the, the used 90 roadsters now are about 10. okay yeah
1: well that's it's so it's like 11. yeah for a, for a supermoto yeah or you could do an enduro that's a nice thing you know you can, mm-hmm. you, can, you, can you can uh yeah have but, but one of
2: those things you might not have thought of or, or know about yet is single cylinder versus multi-cylinder for freeway travel mm-hmm. like those singles are going to be torquey they're going to be a lot of fun from stoplight to stoplight sure but they don't make a single cylinder
1: motorcycle big enough to like comfortably cruise on yep. los angeles freeways that yep. makes sense even yeah. the, i mean the, the 690 um the 690 duke and the 701 supermoto are they the do, the do a pretty good job yeah, yeah. yeah but think, still and they're pretty good they're still, they still rattle and, and
2: shake. Sure. Yeah. It's a big <laughs> piston moving around really fast. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Okay, so used hyper. Yeah. Used hyper is kind of where I'm at. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think that's a good choice. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little, it's a little bit passionate. You know, it's, it's a little. But that's it, what motorcycles are. Yeah. Really. I mm-hmm. know. I know. I, I yeah. uh, just, I can't help myself. It's like, you know, it's like parents watching their, their, their yeah. kid in middle school being sure. like, you know, puppy love, that kind of thing, you know? Mm. And you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen here.
3: Mm.
2: What I worry about is is buying a bike that's gonna have to be that old, yeah. And buying it used, like those mm-hmm. bikes are very commonly modified, they're mm-hmm. commonly ridden hard. So yeah, if you're if you're into cars and you know how to work on stuff, you'll know what to yeah. look for. You'll be able to tell if it's been used and abused or if it was taken care of. And those are the important things to consider when you're buying used. Sure,
0: that's also good advice. Is uh, you know, the the what, what you got to look for when you're when you're trying to buy something used. Yeah, that's
2: on the docket for uh,
0: MC
3: Garage mm-hmm. topic. Indeed. Yeah. Great. What's yep.
0: right on, James? Are you gonna try and buy some property
1: now? Is that your plan? <laughs>
0: yes. It yeah. sounds. Like,
1: it's, it sounds like that's on your horizon. It looks like one it. way or the other. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, all these all this podcasting's really paying off. They are L- uh-huh. living high on the hog. It is. <laughs> Big so when do we when do we get our check? Yeah. um It's in the mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um. So yeah. I mean, what do you guys? What do you guys have coming up? I mean, you you had mentioned before we started that you're uh, on an on a trip currently. Yeah. getting of it.
1: We're at the beginning of an adventure here. Indeed. We're riding. Um, Oftentimes, historically, Ari and I have uh, had a yearly pilgrimage uh, either to MotoGP at Laguna Seca or a mm-hmm. World Superbike, or just for the heck deck of it, yep. ride from Los Angeles to Monterey or mm-hmm. uh, some such route, which is very common for motorcyclists, right? Sure. Um, the great road. Coast Highway is beautiful. There's uh, plenty of roads inland that are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Some combination of the two is usually what we do. Yep. But as, uh, as we know this year, uh, there's a bridge out on the coast, there's a landslide um so the idea is to take on the california coast uh but do so in a way that does not involve freeways inland or the coast road because it's closed Mm -hmm. so we got two little um dual dual purpose ish bikes and we're gonna we're gonna look around and hopefully find um some dirt roads that run along that ridge along the coast and make our way up.
2: yeah so with any luck we'll be in monterey on thursday and have not touched the 101 yeah well that'll
0: be quite an accomplishment yeah, yeah I mean, lot. there's lots of ways to do it's it. All relative. We're, we're trying yeah. to
2: we're trying to explore some new routes, uh sure. particularly some some off-road routes, yeah, some okay. OHV stuff along the coast. Awesome.
1: Yeah, so that's that's where we're headed now. So if we don't if you don't, you know, if you, don't from from you us on Thursday. Yeah, right. If yeah. You don't hear from us from Monterey on Thursday, then we should no. not expect another issue of what I was <laughs> suggesting.
2: Not expect yeah. a feature on the uh versus 300 or okay. the Okay. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. rally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, cuz
1: they're in the ocean somehow. Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> right on.
1: Well,
0: if uh, if people wanted to uh, find your excellent work uh, online,
1: thanks for thanks for bringing that up. There's so a lot of ways to do it. There's a lot of ways I to say, do this it. This might take
0: ten it's minutes. Exactly. Well, we've got our website,
2: MotorcyclistOnline.com, where mm-hmm. we've got uh, all the video series we've mentioned so far. They all yep. air on there. Uh, a lot of unique content, news, features, MC tested, all that stuff. Um,
1: many articles. That many articles. Right yep. for the magazine or for the web. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also
2: have social media. Yep, uh, And we've got a YouTube channel where we host all the videos, yep. and, and that seems to be really popular because you can comment and have some interaction with uh,
1: yeah. us. Yeah, so the YouTube channel is Motorcyclist Magazine, and the uh, social media is um, uh, Motorcyclist Mag, I think, Motorcyclist, something like that. No clue. You'll find it. It's under <laughs> Motorcyclist of some kind. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, and Zach Quartz and Ari Henning, uh, we, we do our own little yep. social media things also, which like Ari said, the best part of is probably the interaction, and we get to actually answer questions and talk to people so we like doing that kind of thing
0: awesome yeah cool well you guys should uh, definitely go and check them out james where can people find you
3: they can find me at nobreaking.com on no breaking on facebook and no breaking on instagram and where can they find you Kyle? <laughs> well I've, now i feel rude i should have asked yeah where, where where can i find this podcast that
0: i will supposedly be on that's a good question a lot of people are, are wondering that um, and i'm here <laughs> to tell them uh which is useless because you know they're listening to it that's right yeah exactly yeah uh but no if, if uh if you want to find the peterson it's really easy it's uh peterson.org that's peterson with two e's if you've added an o anywhere in that equation you've done something horribly wrong and i cannot <laughs> guarantee your results we're peterson museum on facebook we're peterson museum on instagram and peterson underscore museum on twitter because somebody wasn't doing their job
1: just mm-hmm. a little bit of change that happens yeah yeah we were, we're not early adopters we just, we just pitched motorcyclistonline.com so we know you struggle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Straight out of the 90s. It's rough. <laughs> uh, and then if you want to find me personally, which, you know, if everyone wants to do these days. That's true. If you like pictures of weird old cars and lots of cats, <laughs> I'm, I'm your guy. Uh, it's Kyle J. Hyatt on Instagram. Uh, spelled kind of like the hotel.
3: Yeah. More or less. And for everyone that's listening, make sure you leave us a very positive review. Mm-hmm. A couple of them. Oh, yeah. It's more more than the merrier. More. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely game names. the system. Cause, yes, cause we're we not need,
1: above it. We need to uh, counteract the bad reviews from my dad and James's wife. That's right. right. Yeah. Yep. That's right. As usual. So mm-hmm. that's
3: what we need to do. And also tell some friends to listen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And tell them how to subscribe to the podcast as or, well.
0: Or my favorite is just wait till they go to the bathroom and then surreptitiously subscribe to the podcast All on their right. phone. That's Very right. smart. Provided yeah. they haven't taken like it, it in with them, which is... Or the tablets yeah well either or whatever you can do but yeah uh make sure uh you check us out next week we'll be back with um
3: someone else yeah different humans (laughs) thanks guys uh, for stopping by yeah it's been a pleasure Appreciate real treat thanks for having us bye-bye bye